Welcome to this episode and I want to talk today about the widow's oil. The widow's oil. There was a widow in the scripture whose story um, was really intriguing. This widow came to a prophet of God called Elisha. Now many of you may have heard of Elijah. Elijah is the prophet of fire as he is uh, commonly referred to us simply because he was very powerful, very anointed by the Lord, and he brought down fire from heaven a number of times. But the prophet we are referring to here in the scripture is Elisha. Now, Elisha was the one who took over from Elijah. Elisha was Elijah's servant, and he received a double portion of the anointing that was upon the life of Elijah, his master who was carried up into heaven. And so this story in 2 Kings chapter 4, uh, from verse 1 to the verse number 7, is what I want us to talk about, where this widow had an encounter with the prophet Elisha. So let's read from verse 1. The Bible says, Now a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditor has come to take my two children to be his slaves. Let's take a pause. So here is a woman in distress, a widow in distress, and she comes to the man of God, and she's crying out loud to Elisha, the prophet of God, and says to him that my husband, who was a servant of God is dead and he died in debt and the creditor is coming for the children to make them slaves so that the debt can be paid off. So she is a woman in distress and she comes with a cry from her heart and what was the reason for her predicament? The reason was that the husband who was a man of God died and left them in debt. Now can I say something here? that the woman's situation is a result of debt. And the debt was left by the husband who was, you know, a, a prophet or who was a servant of God as well. It is often um, claimed that if you were a Christian, then you cannot have any problems. Uh, can I say to you that this scripture we see, this person was a, a servant of God, this person worshipped the Lord, and yet had problems, had problems in his life. He had a debt. Now, is it possible that you listening to me today, you have some debt in your life as well? Is it possible that you have some issues that are unresolved? Is it possible that you have some concerns in your life? You have some problems and you are saying that, why am I going through these problems? You know, even though I love the Lord, why am I going through this situation? Why am I in debt? even though the Lord said he would supply all my needs and so on. If you are not careful, you will allow the voices of doubt to come into your mind and to plunge you into a place of darkness. As long as we are in this world, as long as we are made of this Adamic body, as long as we are in this world of distress, world of pain, world of sorrows, we are not immune 
to the challenges of the present day. We are not immune to afflictions. We are not immune to all kinds of challenges that we see around us. You only have to remember. You've got to remember and understand that you are a pilgrim passing through this world. And so don't make this world your final stop. It is not your last destination. You are a pilgrim. And if pilgrim is walking by the road, the dust of the road is very likely to settle on his or her shoes. And so the challenges that we face today are the dusts of this world. And as long as we are passing through this world, the dusts of the world are likely to come near to you. The important thing is to know that you are not walking this journey alone. And that there is a God that you can often call upon to come to your aid when you are in distress. As we see in this story, the widow calls out unto the man of God, calls out unto God for help in this particular verse. So if you are listening and you have some form of problems, some form of challenges, some form of distress, I need you not to cry in your room. I need you not to cry to a friend or to cry to family. I need you to begin to cry out unto the Lord. He is your helper. He will help you. He will come to your aid. Cry out unto the Lord your God. This widow cried out unto Elisha. Let's look at the verse number two. Elisha said to her, What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, Your maidservant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. Let's take a pause over there and look at this very one. It's interesting, isn't it? When she cried out to the man of God, the man of God said, Elisha said, you know, how can I be of help? You know, what can I do for you? It will interest you to know, child of God listening, that uh, the Lord your God is waiting to hear your voice. The Lord your God wants to be of help to you. The Lord your God wants to answer your prayer. The Lord your God wants to come to your aid. You've got to approach him in faith. The woman approached Elisha because she believed that her answer would come from the man of God. Many a time Christians go into prayer and they go into prayer in doubt. They go into prayer not believing fully that the Lord is able to answer their need. And so they receive nothing and then they turn and blame God for not answering their prayer. You've got to go believing that the one to whom you are, you are going to has the ability to answer your need. He is a prayer answering God. And so you've got to come believing. He says in this verse, what can I do for you? And so the Lord is also saying to you right now, listening to this message, what can I do for you? He wants to hear your cry. He wants to hear your, requ your request so that he can answer your need. Now, the woman said, you know, it's interesting. When she's answering this question, she says, your maidservant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. Again, that is very, you know, strange, isn't it? What can I do for you? You've got to be specific. I want X, Y, Z done for me, you know, and I've got X, Y, Z. Just let me know. I've got oil in the house and I need help. Many a time, Christians, we also find ourselves in this situation. God says, what can I do for you? And you go beating about the bush. God says, what can I do for you? And you say, I've got nothing. You, you cry over your problems instead of requesting an answer to your need. This woman should be specific. 
you ought to be specific in your request of the Lord instead of beating about the bush. Instead of crying day and night on your pillow, you've got to cry unto God and make your requests known unto him. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Uh, make your requests, yes, make your requests known unto God. You've got to make a request known unto God with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Make that request known unto God. Okay, let's go into the verse again. It says, your servant, your maidservant has nothing in the house except a jar of oil. Again, I find it very interesting. If you've got nothing, you know, say I've got nothing. But you've also got oil over there. Yes. And so many a time, uh, many of us focus on what we don't have uh, rather than what it is that we have. Many a time we focus on the problems instead of on what it is that God can use in our lives. We focus on the challenges instead of the potential that God has placed within us. I need you to begin to reshift your thinking. You know, move away from thinking that you've got nothing in your life. Move away from thinking that you've got nothing good happening in your family. Move away from thinking that you've got nothing good happening in your ministry. Move away from thinking that you've got nothing good happening in your health. Move away from that thinking and move away and rather begin to think about the potential that God has placed in you. The potential that he has placed in your ministry. The potential he has placed in your family, in your children, in your finances, in your job, in your health. The potential that he has in you. You've got to begin to believe in that. Believe in the God-given abilities that he has in you instead of all the challenges that are confronting you now. And that is really important. All right, let's look at the verse number three. Then he said, so Elisha, the prophet, is saying to the woman here now. Then he said, go borrow vessels at large for yourself from all your neighbors, even empty vessels. Do not get a few. Now, it is interesting to see that over here, Elisha did not tell the woman exactly what these vessels were to be used for. The instruction was simple. Go and borrow vessels. The instruction was awkward. Look, I've got a need. I've got a need. I need solution to my problem. And you are saying to me, I should go and borrow vessels. You are giving me work to do. It is not easy to go and knock on the door of a neighbor and say, neighbor, can you please borrow me something? It is what? And if the neighbor says, what do you need it for? I said, well, I don't know. You know, the man of God said, I should borrow this from you. You know, but the woman went ahead and borrowed the vessels. Now, many a time, ladies and gentlemen, it would interest you to know the instructions of God to you may not make sense. What the Lord may be asking you to do in your time of need may not make sense. It may be that you have only a little money left and you are believing God for a breakthrough and somehow the Lord is laying on your heart to sow that as a seed, you know, to help somebody else. It may be that, you know, at a time when you don't have anything and the last food you've got on your table, the Lord is putting, you know, that desire in your heart to give that last food, that last meal to someone who is even in dire need. It doesn't make sense, does it? You have need of it and yet God is asking you to do something that doesn't make sense at all. Sometimes the instructions of God are not there to make sense for us. 
They are there to prepare you for your miracle. They are there to prepare you for your breakthrough. They are there to prepare you for your great future ahead of you. All we've got to do is to obey. Sometimes your obedience can accomplish what your faith cannot accomplish. All you've got to do is to obey his word. And so in this instance, we see the woman going ahead and borrowing vessels. In the verse number four, Elisha says, And you shall go in and shut the door behind you and your sons, and pour out into all these vessels, and you shall set aside what is full. So the story here is that the woman is instructed to go take all these vessels and to pour the oil that she's got into all of the vessels. When a particular vessel is full, put it on the side. When another one is full, put it on the side. So the instruction here is specific. But there is something important here. Elisha said, when you go, shut the door behind you and your sons as you do this. You know, a miracle is about to happen in her life. Oil is about to be multiplied for this widow. And Elisha said to her, for this to happen, you've got to shut the door behind you. Shut the door to other voices who might say what you're doing is stupid. Shut the door to those voices. Shut the door to all voices of doubt. Shut the door to all voices of criticism. Shut the door behind you. You know, many a time we allow people's, you know, ideas to infiltrate our minds. We allow people's thoughts to, you know, make us not move. We allow what we think people think of us to limit us. We allow, you know, how people look at us to prevent us from reaching our full potential. Can I challenge your faith today? You should not think or worry about what somebody else thinks about you. You shouldn't worry about what somebody else says about you. You shouldn't worry about what somebody else thinks or even believes about you. What you should worry about is what God believes about you. Your relationship with God must not be endorsed by somebody else's thoughts of you. Your relationship with God must not be, you know, endorsed or be accepted by somebody else's ideas about you. You've got to know who you are in Christ Jesus. You've got to know who he has made you to be. You are a new creation in God. You've got to understand and believe in that and shut the door to every other voice of negativity. There are so many voices in this world, voices of evil and voices of negativity voices of doubt, you have to learn to shut the door to all those voices. People will criticize you and they don't have solutions. That is why they are criticizing you. They are criticizing what you're doing, criticizing your business, criticizing your family, criticizing your work ethic, criticizing everything about criticizing your marriage, criticizing your work with the Lord, criticizing your ministry, criticizing your messages, criticizing everything you do. All you've got to learn in this scripture is to shut the door. Your miracle will only come when you are totally tuned unto the word of God and your ears shut to every other voice. I pray today that your ears will be opened only to the word of God and your ears will be shut to every other voice. May you become deaf to the voices of darkness. 
may you become deaf to the voices of negativity and may your ears be opened unto the voices that God has for you to take you to where you ought to be. Shut the door. Let's look at the verse number 5. The Bible says in 2 Kings chapter 4 and the verse number 5, So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons. And they were bringing the vessels to her and she poured. So she went and did exactly as the servant of the Lord told her to do. Now can I assure you in the verse number 6 where the miracle occurred, that when you listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God, when you obey his instruction, you also will see the miracle like this widow's oil. You will also see the miracle in your life. Let's look at the verse number 6 now. The Bible says, when the vessels were full, she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not one vessel more. And the oil stopped. Oh, how beautiful. So she had filled all the vessels as long as the door was shut to the world and she obeyed the word of the man of God. She had multiplication of oil until the last vessel was no longer available. Now, can I say to you here that oil flows only in available vessels? As long as the vessels, the empty vessels were available, the oil multiplied. It is a story about multiplication of oil for the widow who was in need. You see, God supernaturally supplies the oil as long as vessels are available to receive it. The oil stops flowing when no other vessel is present. All God needs from you is a ready vessel. Is it possible that oil is not flowing in your life because of your lack of availability for God? Is it possible that you're not receiving the miracle that you desire God to do for you because of your lack of availability in his presence? A vessel that was present, a vessel that was empty, and a vessel that was willing never lacked the supply of oil. You are God's vessel. You know, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and the verse number 7, the Bible says, We have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. And so it is important for you to be available. A vessel that was present, empty and willing, never lacked the supply of oil. Friends, how empty are you to receive from the Lord? Are you too filled with your own ideas and doubts and your own thinking that God cannot flow in your life anymore, that oil cannot flow in your life anymore? Are you so clogged up with debt, the debt of sin, that God's oil cannot flow in you anymore? Are you so clogged with all kinds of doubt, all kinds of ideas from the world that the oil, the miracle that you are expecting is no longer happening in your life anymore? Ladies and gentlemen, a vessel that was present, a vessel that was empty, a vessel that was willing, never lacked the flow of oil. I pray today that the lesson we have learned from the widow's oil will be a blessing to you as you make yourself available for God to use. As you make yourself available and make yourself empty. Empty yourself of pride. Empty yourself of all kinds of pride. Empty yourself. Be empty. If you are empty, he will fill you. 
Be willing. If you are willing and obedient, the Bible says you will eat the best of the land. Be willing. And be present. Be available. Don't run away from God. Be present. If you are present in his presence, you will receive what his presence has to offer. Be present. Don't run away from church. Don't run away from your pastor. Don't run away from your ministry. Don't run away from your family. Don't run away from the challenges confronting you. Stay there and resolve the issue. Stay there and be available for God to strengthen you to be able to do what God has called you to do. Stay there. Don't run away from all the things that are happening. If the Lord tells you to run, then you've got to run. If he tells you to stay, you've got to stay. In this instance, the vessel needed to be ready and willing. Be willing for what God wants to do in your life today. Be willing to receive him as Savior and Lord in your life. Be willing. If you want to receive Jesus, please pray this prayer after me. Dear Lord, I come to you today. I recognize that I am a sinner. Forgive me my sin. Make me yours. I believe that Jesus died for my sin. And on the third day, he rose again. So that if I trust in him, I also rise into newness of life. From today, I confess that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I repent from my sins and I turn to you. I make you Lord over my life. Help me, Lord. Make me yours and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you for joining me today and I want to see you again in the next episode. Please share this podcast on social media and let others be blessed. I will see you again in the next one. God bless you.